Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Locked On Red Wings. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast, part two. Today is Friday, July 23rd, 2021, and today is uh, part two of our draft day special. This one, we're actually going to be looking at the NHL draft. Uh, If you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and do so, not for us, but for yourself. Uh, We recapped all of Thursday and Wednesday's moves, including the expansion draft, the Alex Mijelkovic trade, uh, and a whole bunch of other good stuff like that. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join us uh, sometime after our contracts you know, back up and running uh, to get in on the action. I'm Roland Bianchi. I got Scotty Bentley with me. What's going on, Scotty? Happy draft day. How you feeling? I'm, I'm excited, man. How do, you, how do you feel about it Friday? The NHL draft is tonight. How do you feel about it? I mean, I feel fantastic. I uh, the, the drafts. You upgraded your mood. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Based on how. That's, a, that's right. a journalism question for how to yeah. ask questions, folks. There you go. Um, I. uh I'm just a very in all sports, just in sports in general. I'm I'm a huge um, like draft and like prospects like person, and I think mm-hmm. that stems from just the rigorous system that is like baseball minor leagues. And yeah. it just yeah, I, like I right. I I just love I love uh, like scouting people in all sports. I love uh, you know all the varying opinions and and all the different scouts opinions and and hearing people out and listening to like conflicting reports almost. Like I just love that whole process and all, all of draft season, every sport is some of my favorite time of time of the year. And yeah, I I just love, I I love, uh, I love the draft for, for whatever sport it is. So I'm I'm very, very excited, very, a little nervous for the wing's sake, Uh, not sake because I trust Steve really regardless, but um, I just get nervous just, because I'm weird. You're just a nervous uh, person. Right. I'm just, <laughs> just nervous, you know, like we're going to, someone new is going to be on the team today. I don't know. That's, that's nerve wracking. Yeah. Is he going to uh, like you, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, is, you know, is he going to FaceTime me after? Like, I don't know. Uh, speaking of that, we will be downtown tonight. So if you're going to the Red Wings draft party, look for us. We're going to be doing man on the street interviews, hopefully getting some good content on Twitter for you if you can't make it. Uh, but we're going to go today through just uh, some, some questions, some burning questions, um, they, in theory, would be setting up bold predictions, but uh, we're just going to kind of use it as a, as a frame to go through this draft. Uh, we will start here. What does Buffalo do at number one? We're going to get into the Red Wings stuff later, but I think it's impossible to know what the Red Wings are going to do, obviously, 
without knowing what some of the people are doing ahead of them. And I think that the number one burning question coming into this draft is honestly, will the Buffalo Sabres draft Owen Power? Because Owen Power has been the consensus number one pick from wire to wire, but he's been the consensus number one pick without anybody really asking Buffalo about it. I have no idea what Buffalo thinks about Owen Power. I don't know if Buffalo is high on Owen Power. I know absolutely nothing. And the my hunch is that they're not taking him. Um, That's a hell of a I'll, hunch. I'll, I'll let you go there. But, yeah, actually, you go, and then I'll, I'll finish that up. Yeah, I uh, – like – if it if it was any of the other 30 teams, <laughs> literally any of them, I'd be like, Owen Power is going one one. See, well, here's the th- here's the thing with Buffalo is that I think they're in like a quandary, right? Because uh you just like for what the exact reason that you just said, they're in a stage where they are doing so poorly organizational-wise or organization wise that like the optics of passing on Owen power might come into play in terms of like who they're ultimately going to pick. I'm not saying it's going to be on the forefront of their decision, but I think if it's a tiebreaker, they might lean towards Owen power for that reason, because they don't want to get clowned on. But I think actually, if you pull them out of that spot and you say, okay, 30 other teams in this spot, what are they going to do? I think you'd actually end up with more variance across that top spot. I, I like Steve Eisenman is going to make the pick he wants because Steve Eisenman knows he has the, the cachet amongst the fan base to, you know, for them to just trust the process. And Buffalo doesn't necessarily have that right now with GM Kevin Adams. He's still in his first year on the job. Um, and I just don't know, like the, the one pick he has under his belt is Jack Quinn at eight with Marco Rossi and uh, Cole Perfetti still on the board. And so not only is he a he complete wild card, but I think there are other things in there at at play as well. Yeah, I I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna okay. say Owen Powell. And that's fair. One yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that that uh, and honestly, I think it might be more of kind of like what you you said at one point in there when you said. Like they might just take him to not get clowned. <laughs> like yeah. it might just be like, all right, right man. Like, I, you know, there, there's some other people that, that we as an organization might view as slightly higher. Like if, if, if you think someone's generational, you, you should just take it. And yeah. who cares what anybody else thinks, but. Well, you, you if, should think that no matter what, but when you're the right, same, exactly, you don't necessarily exactly. have the luxury. <laughs> also, also exactly. So <laughs> I, I think that part of it might legit just be that I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't really want. I don't want to. I don't want everybody to laugh at us. <laughs> like I don't know that. Well, here's the horrible, thing. Like, but... if if anybody in that top wasn't going to take him, it would make sense that it wouldn't be the Sabers because they're actually okay on on in terms of like their defense prospect pipeline. They have nothing up front. They have nothing at center, and so I really do think that for them, if they were making this pick with complete autonomy, which they might or might not be, I think the pick would be William Eklund. And here is my first bold prediction of draft night. I think it is going to be William Eklund. And I think Owen wow. Power ends up an Anaheim Duck. Because wow. I think we're going to end up seeing a situation still goes to. in Seattle where 
And again, this is all speculation. I think Seattle's going to do that thing where they didn't think power was going to be there, fell in love with Beneers, fell in love with the fact that he was the perfect fit for them all the time, blah, blah, blah. And then when the time comes on draft day, Matt Beneers, rightly or wrongly, is going to simply be ahead of Owen Power on their draft board. I don't think it's going to be a matter of them not thinking it or not wanting to take him. I just think that they, you know, that it just makes sense that it would end up a situation like that. And um, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, and then Owen Power becomes an Anaheim Duck. That is my big, bold draft night prediction. Well, first off, I love that big, bold, awesome prediction. Um, I'm, I, I, I still got to take Power just because I, I have to. I so we'll. We'll, we'll differ there. We'll, we'll see who's right. I, if your situation comes to fruition exactly, we have to clip it and just market the living heck out of it. Cause that's going to be like yeah. one of the more impressive things that's ever happened in the history of the show. Well, I just think that like, I don't know. There's just been no, no indication coming out of the Sabres. It's camp. true. You know, like, it's not like, it's true. So like, like Kate, Kate Cunningham, Cunningham was yes. at Comerica yes. Park last yes. week, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, like Owen Power is not, is not, is we've heard nothing. There's no speculation. There's no nothing. There's no, oh, like we we're really like, and we're probably going to take them. Like, yeah, that's fair. It's a fair point. So, and that again, could just be silence because they're just going to take it and move on. They probably just don't want to ever be in like, they, they, they don't ever want reporters to be tweeting out things that they say like verbatim and so they probably just avoid doing press conferences altogether reasonable all right before we get into segment two let us give people a full idea of what the red wings are dealing with this weekend because they have 11 picks they had 12 no sorry they have 10 picks 11 before the alex nevjelkovich trade 12 before the nick letty trade uh now they have picks number six 23 38 48 70 102, 128, 134, 138, and 166. That is a lot of picks, folks. And when a year is as underscouted as this and is deemed as a weaker draft class like this one has, what's inevitably going to happen is that guys are going to slip through the cracks. There's going to be players that when they fall to the Red Wings, the the you know guys in the war room are standing up cheering. I can't believe this guy's going to fall to us. They have a great European scouting staff, but they're also going to be guys that they don't really know exactly what they have on draft day because he played 11 games in the Slovakian league last year. And, you know, you just don't know. And so it's, it's a year that's been a lot different in a lot of different ways. People are watching from home. The interviews aren't in, in person. You're just not getting a feel like you have in normal years. And so I think it's a good thing and a good sign for the Red Wings that they notoriously scout well in Europe and that they have people in these organizations through, uh, you know, in the SHL and things like that. Most Saturday the other day was talking on a, a, a podcast with John Scott about how uh, Nicholas Cronwall took him under his wing. So I'm really excited. I cannot wait to see what the Red Wings are going to do tonight. We'll see you guys back on the other side of this break at Locked On Red Wings, a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> All right, we are back. Segment two here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We're doing our draft preview. Uh, just went over how we think the top is going to play out. Who do you think? 
Scotty Bentley is the most likely player to fall out of that, to, to fall out of the top 10, maybe somebody you've seen in, in, you know, top five or, or something like that. Somebody who will fall on draft day that you're going to be surprised by in the first round, preferably in that top five, top 10. Sure. So uh, I think the big one for me, and it, it's not as much that I think he's going to fall. It's just that I have absolutely no clue where he's going to go. And that's Edmondson. I, I think that that's, there's, we kind of talked about this, what, a couple of days ago now. Um, but I, like, it genuinely would not surprise me if he went two or like 13, like mm-hmm. for real, he could go, he could go anywhere. And, 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 a couple of months ago, he was mocked to be mostly in the top five. And then now he's kind of slowly slipping back. So uh, I, I just think with such a, such a like home run or a strikeout kind of a prospect, I it's, it's really almost impossible to, to predict exactly where he's going to go. And then honestly, the other one is Wallstead. I, mm-hmm. I think that I agree that's, too. that's another guy that, it, like I think we we have all this hype around him, and that's awesome. And and uh, obviously, obviously, like people would love nothing more. If uh, I would love nothing more if, if he if he was a, a wing at six. But I, I think that he has all this hype and stuff. But at, once we get to actual draft night, like the goalie things, you know, okay. we can pretend like it's not I'm a with thing, you. but it's a thing. But I just changed my opinion in real time. I said I agree with you, and then I thought about it for two seconds. I actually think that because the opportunity cost is lower this year, I think there's going to be a team like quicker than usual being like, screw it. Like, I think this will, this will be the earliest pick of them all. And in a way it kind of makes sense, right? Askarov goes at 11 or 12 Mm -hmm. night goes at 13 and he's pegged to be one of the best. He's pegged to be the best of them all. Why wouldn't he go ahead of them in draft order? If this draft is weaker at the top. And I think there's going to be somebody before seven that's going to take him. So I like not, six, I would not No. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move it back to, I think he's going to go top 10. I would, I would okay. bet that he goes top 10. He probably should go maybe a little bit higher than that. Um, so what about a Anaheim? That would be a heck of a reach, but also you, you made the cutoff at seven. I actually really like him at the sharks. I don't think that that's a bad fit either. So like either of those, I mean, I actually keeps I, him in the top ten. Yeah, I I think I like him to Anaheim. They need defense, but uh, the Gibson I, I mean, that's John like Gibson's a weird twenty eight. Right. Yeah, he's in like a weird age. I, I I don't hate it because you can kind of set it up so that Wallstead is the goalie of your next run. Like John sure. Gibson, that poor guy. Shout out him for being around this whole time, for just real, going man. through it. Um, but then, you know, what do you the think time, the return you could get? That's way off track. I just well, keep going down. Rabbit no, holes, I mean, no, but. I mean, like that's that's something because I think you will be able to get a pretty solid. You get a fat return. Maybe, maybe. You, right. Because you get a his fat return. Seasons. You draft Jesper. You have another bad year to the next year. You get another top. You get pick. Shane Wright. Right. And then and then, and then, and then you have like a decent system. <laughs> you have, yeah. You have like a decent <laughs> system going up there. I don't know. That's not a. Put me in the front well, well, Once I drop Shad Wright, it's over for you, bitches. That's that's Scotty, <laughs> GM Scotty Bentley. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's interesting. Like they're a team that, like, hey, we have all these young forwards. Um, like I said, they could use a defenseman, but like 
it wouldn't be bad to me to take a uh, goaltender. And then I'd probably put San Jose in that same camp of like, yeah, I like, I, I think there's value in drafting a goalie right now because then he can like be up and if it's a top 10 hall of fame upside goalie, because then he can be like ready in a couple of years when you're starting your upswing and he might, you know, kind of have some bumps and bruises alongside the team, but then he grows with your core. And I think that is, uh, right. Maybe it's maybe it's not important because goalies kind of do their own thing and yada yada. But uh, I think going through that as a team, you know, you look at how uh, Vasilevsky is like beloved by his teammates and and just the performance that he's uh, put out over these last couple of years. Um, player most likely to jump into the top five. Who you got? Ooh, I like that one. Um, I'm gonna say. Hmm. I, I is is Gunther where do where do you see no him? so I'm okay, looking fair. so so the, How, okay, the way Ken Johnson um, was my number two Ken Johnson. I don't know I don't know so here's here's what I was gonna say what do you have eight people in your top five that doesn't make no, sense no 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 but I'm <laughs> so I'm looking at the uh Habs eyes on the prize consensus ranking so it's like okay. um it takes 15 different sites and groups them that way and sure. then it reorders them gunther is six and ken johnson is seven i don't know okay fair, fair i don't know fair, if that's fair, fair. Sure. maybe uh i'm gonna go I'll, I'll go with oof all right i mean like um i don't know fabian lysel i that's that's kind of what i was gonna say like but, that, I, yeah. but I don't know who we see. And the thing is, is like, I feel like anybody who's going to jump into the top five is going to jump to Columbus. Cause like, I think every team before that has either a need or a player. I have no idea. I, I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a good prediction. Yeah. Lysel has to be, or if you're talking tiers, like if he's not in that top tier, he has to be the number one candidate. Yeah. I was thinking Lucius or uh, Sillinger just because they are centers and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll so change it to the top six just because there's not a lot of room for error there. But, uh, I mean, Columbus is looking for a center. I think the thought right now is that they're looking at Mason McTavish. But I really don't know. Will the Red Wings make a trade in which they get a return that is equal to or greater than, than a Velkovich trade in terms of like, ha, 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 Stevie Y did it again? Uh, no. No. I don't think so. That would be. Will they make another it, big but... trade this weekend? I am. I think yes. I think that they are going to get mm. another play. I think they're going to get another core piece for the rebuild, not via the draft this weekend. Yeah. I. Uh, well. I don't know. What What do you What do you determine big? Like a piece, big, a I... piece for the rebuild. Like twenty four, like twenty two to twenty seven years old well i guess just under the age of see but like not a prospect you know what i'm saying like right I, i'm saying like, i they're I, gonna get a 24 year old top six player not really that's a jet that, i mean that's a heck but you know what, what i'm guess. saying like that's a, that's a no for sure i like jacob I, verona is that sure i i i see i i definitely think that uh it moves will be made probably plural but i i think that They'll probably be more roster players for a 21? little smaller. Yeah. 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 Cause that, that's what yes. I think. Like, I think that, uh, 
my inclination is that they are going to keep chipping away at making this roster really except not exceptional, but like the new look Red Wings. Like, I think that's going to be a thing, you know, heading into next year. And it was obviously a thing this year as well, but it was with all guys who were on a one-year deal or an expiring contract and the Bobby Ryan's Mark Stahl's uh, of the world. So, um, all right, let us get into uh, our final segment. We're going to make our final Red Wings related predictions. Uh, but first, I got to talk to the folks today about Built Bar. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. Scotty, I know you and I are going to be downtown working our little uh, tail feathers off tonight. You're going to look over me and you're going to be like, dude, I don't know if I can keep going. And I'm going to say me either unless... And then I'm going to reach in my backpack and I'm going to pull out a box of built bars. And then you, without even eating them yet, are just going to explode with energy. You're like, you're going to be jumping up and down, you know, and I'm going to be like, holy crap, where did you, and you're going to say, don't you know, it's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. Don't you know, they have 17, 18 grams of protein ranging from only 130 to 180 calories. Did you know they only have four and, uh, to five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs. And I'm going to say, yes, I did Scotty. I can read the boxes right here. Here, have one. I'm going to give you, of course, a peanut butter brownie because I know that's your favorite. Yeah. If you don't know what your favorite is sitting at home, I bet you would like to have a favorite. Well, you can get one by ordering the mixed box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. Uh, and then from there, you're, you're a Bilt Bar fan for life. You're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a salted caramel guy. Yeah, I'm a mint brownie guy. Uh, and Bilt Bar with the Olympics starting today is the official protein bar of the U S track and field team. That's pretty cool. If you ask me, if you, if you needed any more confirmation that this is the bar to get you to that next level, I would surmise that being the official protein bar of the U S track and field team is a pretty good indication that it can do that. So go to built.com right now, use a promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built bar or at built.com. All right, Scotty, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, it's draft day. What are we looking at here uh, as far? What, what's the thing you're most excited for uh, today? I think, well, I mean, seeing where Jesper goes <laughs> is off there. Are you more um, excited to see where, where Jesper Wallstead goes? Or are you more excited to see who the Red Wings draft at six? Cause like, I would completely understand if it was Jesper because. Okay. Like, it I'm might just, be Jesper. You, you have tied yourself to this. Like I, I. It might be Jesper. It's, it's um, funny because I'm like, obviously gotten to know you over these last six months. And I'm like, I think he cares more about that goalie than he does. About the <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> It's that it's that it's a close call. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like um, like as a joke at first, but then not totally. Yeah, you know? that's that's what most of my my yeah. yeah, that's what most things that I I do actually end up being. I think that, uh, like, I don't know if 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 Steve Eisman was not our GM, I would probably care a lot more about the wings pick than where a, a goalie that I fell in love with three months ago lands. <laughs> but. But because I trust Steve Eiserman so yeah. much, I, I think the answer might genuinely be where Wallstead goes. Because I know that that the Iser plan, the Iser plan. I, I know that Steve knows best, and I know that it's like it's going to be fine. And that he he you know he could take someone mocked to go twenty eight. I'd probably be like, all right, well, let's go. So yeah, it, it honestly it might be Jesper, yeah. All right, well then it's six. Let's do this now. Who do you think 
the Red Wings pick is going to be? I think that it's going to be I've I thought about this uh, all afternoon. I think it's going to be Dylan Gunther. Really? I, do. I So I am I'm not completely on agree in agreement with you. I'm not going to say that as mine, but I have had that thought today too where it's like he hasn't really been mocked to them. His yep. name has like his name has never really been up there. But at the same time, he's the best scorer in the draft, mm-hmm. has one of the best shots in the draft, mm-hmm. and the Red Wings have a whole hell of a lot of playmakers in their system, but not a lot of pure goal scorers. And That's I know they're going to draft the best player. Mindset. I, I know they're going to draft the best player available, but he might be the player that they think is the best player available. And I, and I'm not saying that um, I have no opinion on that, you know, or I do have an opinion on that. I don't think he's the best player available, but if the Red Wings do, then I will, you know, so. Right. Yeah. And and it is what it is. And I will be very excited about Dylan Gunther because uh, I think the, the reason why I'm not like super high on Dylan Gunther is because I'm not a good enough. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not into scouting enough. Like I don't have enough context to be like, well, these numbers are kind of bullshit, but I, all, all I know is that these numbers are kind of bullshit and there has to be some other story to it. And I don't, and, but I don't know, you know, when to, when to stop the pendulum from swinging back the other way. So I don't want to say it's garbage, you know, uh, by any means, but I do think that his makeup and just where he ranked all year. I mean, he was number two on Bob McKenzie's list up until these most recent rankings. I think the NHL scouts are, are pretty high on him. I'm going to go for my pick and see, here's why, here's why I'm so conflicted because the person that I think I don't, I don't think any, like in my head of like, kind of like run myself around to the point that I don't think anybody's going to be there. So like, I, I don't, really no 10 guys are going to be off because like i said like i I said eckland to the sabers at one but if he doesn't go to the sabers at one i think he might end up in detroit like that's probably the hunch but i i think he's going to the sabers at one and so i can't say you're a big eckland guy too and i do like eckland a lot i'm gonna say I'm going to say Luke Hughes because it's wishful thinking because that's a player that I want most. Manifest, baby. And yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to throw that out there. Luke Hughes is a, the, the player that I absolutely want more than anybody yeah. in this entire draft. And uh, if he falls to the Red Wings and they take him, I will like legit celebrate. You know, like I will be like really like everybody else. I'll be like, oh, cool. But Luke Hughes, I'll be like, holy shit, they got Luke Hughes. And that's just I I love watching him. I me with yes for wall yeah like <laughs> so uh yeah luke hughes is mine I, even though even though it's a, a prediction of the heart not the brain uh three players that you want at 22 okay I, i'm gonna start with uh the one that i if if you have been listening to our profiles and remember um i fell deeply in love with him during our profiles. Uh, Fedor Svechkov, who, when we did our profiles, that is very much a type of player that 
I personally, like at, at, just on a, on a personal, very subjective level, very much enjoy. I, I'm very big on uh, kind of like the, the hard nose defensive, like gritty kind of a, a player more than the like flashy gonna, you know, do like big highlight tapes kind of thing. I was a big Ben Wallace guy. I'll put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's like, okay. All right. that's like I, I the kind of, right. Like, like Dennis Rodman, like that's the, that's the play in all sports. That's, that's the kind of player that, uh, that I love. So um, I really fell, uh, fell in love with him during our profiles. And he is probably the person um, that I am most excited about the possibility of him uh, falling to us at uh what is that 22 right Mm -hmm. i'm like it's really hard to not kind of give a side eye to to (laughs) too. it's really impossible to not bring him him up and i i hate to do this but for my third one i haven't given my my first one yet but for my third one i have fabian myself it felt dirty to do it no like that that, that's a player i wanted 22 so yeah exactly uh, and and you know what somebody has to fall scott they they can't all not fall they can't all fall but they can't all not fall they have to. Somebody. Some, it's has like to the, fall. it's like national treasure. Somebody's got to go to prison, Ben. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's got to go to some, prison. Somebody's got to get drafted by the Red Wings at twenty-two. That's not somebody has to. to. Uh, <laughs> so I'll I will finish up mine uh, by. Wait, did you give your third? Yeah, my third. No, I didn't. Um, so you had Lysel. I think mine's probably Robertson. Really, I'm just all lit on Svechkov. To be honest with you, like that's that's really it. But like, like I don't know, I don't know if he'll make like, it there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, somebody, I really somebody's got to fall, Scott. Uh, somebody has to fall. <laughs> damn it! I'm gonna go Matthew Coronado, uh, right wing like uh, Chicago, the USHL. I like um, a guy we profiled real early. I think I was starting to get like it, some uh, recency bias with like some of these guys, uh, and that will show through in my sleeper pick so so guys you want to get from second third round on i'm gonna go scott morrow the the prep defense scott just morrow because was on my list so the cool. like there's like a lot of excitement uh obviously like he's like a scout darling um mm-hmm. every all the scouts love to talk about him because all of them say that he bucks their like number one rule and i think that's interesting uh, and that's super enticing to me. So if he goes somewhere else and uh, he plays really well for them, uh, that'll be a bummer, especially if he gets drafted right behind the Red Wings. And then Olin Zellweger as well was a player that uh, just from scouting him with with Sam uh, last week, I kind of really started to fall in love with. That, yeah, that's no, I, I think with. that's fair. Um, yeah, my uh, my biggest one was also Scott Morrow. I think that that's uh, that's a very good one. He was at the first of my list. Um, the other big one was uh, Samu Salmanen. I really liked, and I think yeah. that that's someone that uh, could. He's another person with. I mean, a lot of these guys are to be honest, because this draft class is so weird. But um, I think there's a lot of variance in where someone like him could go. I think he could be a like top of the second round or like top of the fourth round. Like I think that he's he's kind of one that'll be interesting to see where he falls to. But I think those were my biggest two for sure. Uh, anything else? Any other bold draft predictions before we uh, head off? I think we went through 
all the questions that we had lined up here, but um, yes, we're still going one six. Damn yes, we're still going one six. The bold prediction from Scotty <laughs> Bentley. Well, uh, with this episode, actually, I mean, I guess it's not totally done, right? Because we got uh, draft season. I I say things, I start saying things, and then I pivot, and then I keep talking as if the people that I'm talking to know what I meant by the things that I didn't say. It's a real problem uh, for a podcast. <laughs> but um, anyways, let me restart that. I forgot what I was going to say. Fuck. I'm stressed. Oh, draft season. Not completely over yet. But uh, <laughs> thank you to everybody who so far through this draft has been with us and listening to profiles every day and listening to the interviews that we've had with everybody. We hope you guys have found value in it. Um, this has been one of the most exciting buildups to a draft that I have been a part of, uh, despite all of this, because this is the first time that I have gone deep on prospects in the second round, the third round and have this good of a feel about a class. So it's been very exciting uh, for me to have a reason to do this and, and to kind of go deep on, uh, everything. It's been super fun. I know for uh, Scotty and I to be joined by this rotating cast of characters uh, and, and a big thanks to those guys as well. I also want to give a special shout out to Tony Ferrari. He is stepping back from his uh, role at Dauber prospects and he is probably the best guest we have like on a regular basis. No offense to anybody else, but uh, the dude is a machine. The dude will come on and we'll talk for an hour and a half and then the next day I'll go on Twitter and I'll see that he did three other podcasts that night. And he's so generous with his time. Everybody wants to talk to him and there's a reason for that. And uh, obviously don't know what's next, but just want to give a big shout out to Tony Ferrari. Uh, wish you all the best pal. And uh, we will definitely be rooting for you. And we'll definitely find a reason to get you back on the show. Uh, so with that, we're going to send you guys into the NHL draft weekend. Uh, on ESPN two tonight, by the way, uh, Chris oh, Fowler yeah. opening that, that ex- I, I forgot to mention this in the expansion draft episode, but Chris Fowler opening a hockey broadcast was a, uh, credibility boost. Like I've never seen it. it like he, he just has like the big event voice, you know? And when Chris Fowler came on live from Seattle, I was like, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I think I'm rambling at this point just to avoid stopping talking for some reason. (laughs) Uh, It's okay, man. Take a breath. But if that is all that you got for today, uh, then I guess we will wrap up and we'll see you guys at tonight's draft party. If you have positive feedback, please tell us in our reviews. If you have negative feedback, please tell me in my DMs. We'll see you back here on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Every day. Sometimes twice a day. Hi hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.